It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Harden My Take, the number one podcast on thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Jeremy Burner here, and today, Mike, it's been a wonderful run of undefeated playoff basketball in the Harden My Take era, but tonight that came to an end. Yeah, this is something different for us. You know, doing a podcast with the Rockets not winning. I'll tell you this, we're going to spend the next 45 minutes to an hour digesting and analyzing this game. I'm not worried after this game. Let's put it that way. Um, it's always a pleasure to be with our Harden My Take audience. We're going to give you all a, a glimpse of why the Rockets lost this game and why you shouldn't be worried as a Rockets fan. Yeah, I mean, we knew that this series 
was not going to be a sweep going into it. And, you know, maybe after game two, I think fans were like, oh my goodness, like how are, how is OKC going to win? But, you know, OKC's too good of a team to get swept. So we knew this was going to happen. And the fact that it came in overtime after, you know, the Rockets played one of their not so good games of the bubble, it, it does give you some hope. So there, there is that, but no moral victories in basketball, especially in the playoffs. And we just got to call it like it is, Mike. Tonight was not good for the Rockets. It's not that it wasn't good. It's that they did it to themselves. That's the most frustrating part of this loss. Oklahoma City didn't do anything to win this game. The Rockets lost this game on their own, in my eyes. I agree with you to an extent. I do think that OKC played their best game of the series. Um, Dennis Schroeder led all, uh, all Thunder scores 29. Yeah. I think this is easily the Thunder's best game of the series. Yeah, but they didn't have a real high bar to jump over. It's true. It was their best game, but anybody who watches this game and says the Thunder beat the Rockets, no, the Rockets beat themselves tonight. Yeah. That's- that's an immediate thought without letting it – because we. to be fair to the fans, we are recording this two minutes after this game. This is a very raw so reaction. You're, yeah, you're getting – but watching this game from beginning to end, the Rockets lost this game on their own. James Harden did not play well defensively the entire game. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this, Jeremy Brenner – at this point, we're family, right? We've done enough shows. We're family at this point, right? Yes. Why in the world is Robert Covington not in the game and they're leaving Eric Gordon to just chuck up stupid shots in the rotation in overtime? That's my question to you. It was not a very wise decision. That is the part that's kind of puzzling, and I hope someone asks him. I'm sure – Someone in Houston Rockets media lore that has access to Mike D'Antoni after this game will ask him about why did Robert Covington only play 19 minutes tonight? Why did, I mean, obviously in first half he he was in foul trouble pretty early, but in the second half he wasn't. Um, And then you have Ben McLemore only played 18 minutes off the bench, had a big fat goose egg for points tonight. And, you know, that's not what you need. Like, Ben McLemore tonight proved why you need him. And tonight proved why you need Robert Covington. I, I hope that they're okay health-wise. I, I don't think that there was, we caught anything that made it look like they're, they weren't healthy. I mean, I think the answer for Covington is the fact that Jeff Green was the best player for the Rockets tonight. And they didn't want... Uh, and he kind of usurped a lot of Covington's minutes. So that's my answer for Covington. I don't have much of an answer for Macklemore, though. River? No, but you can run Green, Tucker, and uh, Green, Tucker, and Covington at the same time. There is no reason for Eric Gordon to be in the game at the end. His numbers, he sucked tonight. He's 8 of 24, 2 of 10 from 3, shot the Rockets out of the game in overtime. Mm-hmm. Like my I'm, thing with Eric Gordon is the sh- it's not that he's not capable of shooting threes. It's he's shooting threes totally out of rhythm. 
I mean, he hit a three. I mean, I think he hit one big three, whether it was in overtime in the fourth quarter. I can't it recollect. Was the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Yeah. J- look, if James Harden is in is in the game in overtime, the Rockets win this game. And it's so frustrating that they lost this game. But the Rockets should come out in game five and completely dominate the yeah, Thunder. In game four, they yeah. should be pissed. They should be like me right now on freaking fire about this game. The fact that D'Antoni had Eric Gordon in the game in overtime is inexcusable when Robert Covington is sitting there on your bench eligible to play. Outside of having six fouls, you traded your center for Robert Covington. Have him in the game at the end. If Eric Gordon is going to play like this, you have to have Robert Covington in the game, Jeremy. Inexcusable by D'Antoni. Yep. And I think also part of it is, and I'm not trying to defend the Antonio decision because I agree with you. I don't think Eric Gordon should have been playing uh, crunch time minutes based on how he was playing tonight. I think that Robert Covington should have gotten those minutes or even Austin Rivers. I, I just, to me, Adams was hurt and OKC put their lineup to combat that and they played small. That not having Adams allowed them to put three guards in the game. And the three guards for OKC tonight was why they won the game. That's 23 from SGA, including that three-pointer, which we'll get to a little bit later in the show because I got a lot to say about that. 26 from Chris Paul and then a team-high 29 from Schroeder. And that's also the thing. They had no answer for Schroeder tonight. The Rockets had absolutely no answer for Schroeder tonight. 10 of 23, you know, he, he got to the basket real quick. No one could stop him, I feel like. Well, you know what, D'Antoni? You've got to stop her. You, you know, you traded Clint Capella for Robert Cummington. Put him in the game, man. Yeah. And the thing about tonight, this series to me, I keep calling you Jeremy Brown. I'm going to start calling you JB. JB, call me – call. Hey, call me what you want as long as you call me. I'm going to tell you this right now. This series is personal to me with what Chris Paul did to Ben McLemore at the end of the game tonight. Yeah. You want to take. I wasn't a fan of that. You want to take. You want to make this personal, Chris Paul, on the off chance that you're listening to this show. And every single person here listening to this show knows what you did to Ben McLemore tonight. Same thing with what. You know, playoff Paul George did to James Harden. You want to do this and you want to go to this spot with us? Then let's go to this spot with us. And this next game, the Rockets need to come out and completely drive the basketball down Chris Paul's throat and and dominate this game in Game 5 and make this a 3-1 series and send the Oklahoma City Thunder back to Oklahoma City and end this freaking series on Monday. Period. End of story. Change your last name from Brown to D'Antoni because that that's that's what we saw from D'Antoni at the end of the game and and that's probably the the thing that I was impressed with the most out of tonight's game and what that showed is D'Antoni is going to go to bat for his players and that's something he's always done. I'm not saying this as if he hasn't done it in the past because he definitely has and it's one of the things I like about him the most as a coach is that he is he's going to go down with this and look he was arguing with these guys. Well beyond, like, the game was obviously out of reach. And, like, 
don't know. The thing is, the game was out of reach. Chris Paul had no business doing that. Ben McMore was in the game because the game was over. I mean, he wasn't playing the... He came in for Rivers because Rivers, you know, they, that was basically them waving the white flag, saying, you know what? This is, like We're putting McLemore. Game's over. And the, the, Chris Paul had no business doing that. But, like, I mean, that, that's the thing that's just frustrating about me is that there was no reason to do that, but... I'm sure that fuels Houston. And that's the great thing about the Rockets is, is so many people are fueling them in spots and moments that they don't need it. They've got a lot of pressure already. They got a lot of inspiration already. They have a lot of reasons to win already. You don't need to give them more. And tonight is a, is going to fuel them more than I think a win might have. I'm not worried about this game. I, 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 like you, watch this game from beginning to end. Yeah. The Oklahoma City Thunder are not better than the Houston Rockets. No. Congratulations. You beat the Rockets in overtime. First of all, the call, you know, the, the, uh, the Schroeder three that you were talking about, but also the, the play with Adams at the end of the game, that ball went off of Adams, but obviously it went against the Rockets. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to let you get into the X's and O's, and I'm going to come at it from a pure emotion of this game. The Thunder are not better than the Rockets. Billy Donovan is not doing anything special. He's not a better coach than D'Antoni. Dort, great defender, did nothing again. When Harden wanted to score tonight, he could score. This is all about the Rockets. Oh, I, I, that's the part I disagree with. I think Lou, Lou Dort is the main reason why the Rockets win this game tonight. Well, Harden had 38 points tonight. Yeah, so, it's true. So, it's 13 from three. If Harden makes one of those threes that Dort was able to contort, I see what you the did Rockets there. win this game. But it's not about James Harden. This whole game is about Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon needs to start acting like a guy whose team gave him a very generous extension when, in all honesty, he probably didn't deserve it. JB, I'm sick and tired of Eric Gordon getting off with the Houston. Who in the Houston media is going to ask him, hey, Eric, you want to stop shooting threes and start driving to the bucket more? Like, he gets off. He has a terrible game. The Rockets lost tonight because of Eric Gordon. Period. End of story. Changed my mind. Uh, yeah. I Change see where you're coming from. I do. Um, I'm talking about anybody listening to the show right now. You want to. Tweet at me, UH Big Red Hack Guy. Changed my mind. The Rockets specifically lost this game tonight because Eric Gordon does not know how to stop shooting threes when you're not in a rhythm, dude. That that's the thing is he's not in rhythm. That's the the issue that I have with his shots because the shots like he he's he's a catch and shoot kind of guy, but. In this series, he's being asked to be more of a playmaker, at least so far, because Westbrook is not in the game. And I think that when Westbrook comes back, Eric Gordon will be more effective because that's not because at least from a three as a three point shooter, because that's what he'll be asked more to do. And he'll get more looks in a, in a catch and shoot position. But. He's coming off of a dribble, and, you know, he's just trying to create shots out of – they're just not smart shots. They're, they're, it's just the shot selection 
with Eric Gordon is really poor. It's not the fact that he's shooting threes, and it's not the fact that he's not capable, because he is. The man won a three-point scoring contest in his career. Like, that guy is still part of Eric Gordon. But yeah. it's, it's the... It's the rhythm that he's getting. He's taking the shots, and he's either contested, and if he's... Like, I think the two shots he made tonight were both contested. Like, and he's taking... A lot of those shots are contested. It's different when P.J. Tucker takes a three, because P.J. Tucker takes the only wide-open threes. Daniel House takes wide-open threes. You know, but, but Eric Gordon tries to create something out of nothing, and he's not that guy. And that's okay that he's not that guy. He doesn't need to be. That's not the role on his team. Because, look, they've given... Harden has majority of the playmaking responsibilities. They've given the ball to Jeff Green to take up so that it's not an Eric Gordon or James Harden's hand. So, to me, that shows that they need to give Eric Gordon more chances without the ball. He needs to move better without the ball if he wants to score. But his antics drive me nuts, man. I will say this. Yes, I'm but tired when, of drives, when he drives, I, I really like his driving ability. I and, do too. And look, that, that is where he has been most effective in this series is, is driving to the rim. And he's, he's right there. He's not as good as Harden, obviously, but he's very good at driving to the rim. And that's what... That's what his bread and butter is. That's what it's been all series. And in the first three games, he went 2 of 6 in game 1 from 3, 0 of 10 in game 2, tonight 2 of 10. So that is 4 of 26 from 3. Get my little handy-dandy calculator out. That's 15% from 3. And from 2, let's see, he's 5 of 11, 6 of 10, so that's 11 of 21. And tonight was 6 of 14. So it's 17, 17 of 38. And Mike, that's above 50% or 44%. Much rather take a 44% shot than a 15% shot. That's just pure math. And the Rockets are a math team. Stop shooting threes, Eric Gordon. I mean, stop taking not, threes that aren't. But I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not in rhythm. I'm not going to turn this into a. Air Gordon sucks podcast because that's not I'm not that type of guy, but I am the type of guy that looks at a game and says the Rockets should have won this game. And there's so many. So I don't think so, Mike. Honestly, I do. When the Rockets were up five at halftime, I felt less enthusiastic about the Rockets' chances of winning at halftime than I did in Game Two when they were trailing by six. But if they had, it is. JB is up six and a half time today. I felt more confident in their ability to win this game in on Thursday than I was tonight. Two reasons why they lost this game. What? It is completely inexcusable to have Robert Covington on the bench at the end. Completely inexcusable. In overtime, why is he on the bench? Get there's not a legitimate reason that anybody, not only you, Rockets opinions wise, it's you. That I would take their opinion, and if you tell me, I'd be like, oh, okay, probably. There's not an opinion I'm going to take that says Robert Covington should have been on the bench. Yeah. That's number one. And number two is Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon shot them out of the game tonight. Period. That is, that is the one I'll agree with you a little bit more. The thing with Covington 
I think if what? Adams was in the game, Covington would have been in the game. And I think that D'Antoni was coming from a position where he was he was responding to what the Thunder were putting in. And that is not a place you want to be. Because in the first two games, the Thunder were in the position of having to play the Rockets game. And tonight, I think from the jump, the Thunder were forcing the tempo of the game. The Rocket. There were so many times where the Rockets could have gone in transition and gotten their easy two, and then they slowed it down. That, to me, is part of the reason why the Rockets lost this game, and one of the big reasons. There were so many times where they could have just had the outlet pass, and you could have had a two-on-one situation where you could have scored. And the Rockets went to the line tonight 11 times less than the Thunder did. And look, they missed a lot of free throws, but so did the Thunder. So to me, and especially in an overtime game, you look at the free throws at first, seven missed free throws tonight, also unacceptable. And especially right at the end with Daniel House, when you had, you're down one, you had free throws and you split them. You need to be able to make those free throws in the clutch. So I'm hoping Daniel House, if he were ever in that position again, can, can make those in the future. But in this case, I won't make that the primary reason they lost this game because OKC, you put the shoe on the other foot, OKC could have won this game had they made one of their 11 missed free throws. That's that's more than the Rockets. So, But let me let me ask you this, though, right? You're, you're talking about matchups with Covington, right? That's the reason why you made the, the Capella trade is to go small. If you're going small... Exactly. But but if you're going small, there's no reason that you can't have any of your guys on the court. Even if Jeff Green is on the court, you have to have Rob- Robert Covington should be on the court, man. Covington should be able to guard anybody. Yeah. Anybody on the Oklahoma City Thunder, he can guard. Unacceptable by Dan Tony. Unacceptable decision. Yeah, that was, I think that I, something must be up with Covington. Because the way, like, he ba- he barely played, I think he played six minutes in the first half, and then, you know, it, it's not even overtime. He didn't play in, like, majority of the fourth quarter. Well. So, and- that, to me, in my, cur- like, my curiosity starts to uh, work itself out, and I'm like, you know, what really is going on? Another thing, too, the Rockets need to shoot threes and tonight not very good from the three-point line um you know 15 to 50 uh but the thunder were right there 14 to 41 so that's another thing too is usually we we talk about in games how the rockets win because they shoot more threes tonight they made one more three than the thunder that's not good and a lot of those were you know contested threes that gordon shot or contested threes that harden shot and, yeah, I mean, from the three-point line, House was good tonight, three of six. Jeff Green was great, five of eight. But, like, Ben McLemore only had 18 minutes to play, and, you know, he usually accounts for three or four made threes in a game. So that's what you need there. Like, to me, like, this game, there's just so many ways. It's amazing what happens when – you lose because you 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 look at this team in such a different light than after they win. And recency bias is oh huge and, cr- and especially in this. And the Rockets just didn't play their bat their game tonight. 
from the get in a different light. You are? I I mean, I look at all the flaws. The flaws stand out. That that's kind of what I mean. Where's the flaws? The flaws in the Rockets just didn't play their game tonight. Well, they didn't, I mean, they didn't make their threes. They didn't make their threes, but your best three-point shooter was barely on the floor. He only played 18 minutes when he usually plays at least 22, 25. Then Covington, another guy that is a decent three-point shooter, he made one of two. You know, he's not there. Um, and also, but from the very beginning of the game, you look at that first quarter, the Rockets were making a lot of their shots in the paint. And they were attacking the, the rim, attacking the paint. And that was like, oh, my God, the Rockets are going to win this game by 15. Like, if they're winning in the paint, that's, that's rough for Oklahoma. Well, let me, but, let, me, let me settle some of your angst, right? James Harden didn't play the overtime. He played 30 seconds of the overtime. Yeah, but even if they played the overtime, Mike, I don't think they would have won. Who? I don't think the Rockets win it, even if James Harden plays in overtime. Oh, I totally disagree with you. Dude, he, they had win. no defense. They had no defense. Yeah, but you have – okay. So let's look at this from the optimist's point of view, right? The Rockets were in the game, got it to overtime with no Westbrook, Eric Gordon playing like garbage, and James Harden fouling out 30 seconds yeah. into overtime. yeah. yeah. So it takes all that for the Thunder to win. Yeah, if the I'm come out where my pessimism is here. I'm looking at the bigger picture, where I'm looking how how is this team going to look long term past this series? Because tonight, what it did prove, the Rockets are not going to play like this in the next every game in the next four games, and OKC still has to win three of the next four games to move on. I don't see that happening. In fact, this series could very easily be over in five, which I'm hoping that it is because I don't want to play Oklahoma City more than that. But, but you called for it. Don't, don't forget that. What's that? You called that once the Rockets lose, they will not lose again. I, did I say that on the last podcast? It yeah, like you said that once yeah. they lose, they will not lose again. And I don't. they're making adjustments. I think they yeah. come out on Monday. I'm calling for the 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 butt kicking of all butt kickings to keep it PG on Monday. I'm telling you right now, JB, they are going to come out and they are going to give a butt kicking of all butt kickings to the Thunder on Monday afternoon. But they need to make their threes and they need to play at a faster pace than they did tonight. And they need to, they need to play the right guy. That Covington needs to play more. Macklemore needs to play more. Those guys are imperative to your title run. Westbrook as well, and he might play on Monday. We're not sure if he's uh, going to play on Monday. It sounds to me like he's getting that much closer to a return. And if Westbrook's playing on Monday, I really like the Rockets' chances. He's he shouldn't play. Well, okay, let me put you. Give me 60 seconds of should Russell Westbrook play on Monday? Russell Westbrook should play on Monday if he's able to, if he's ready to go. Because 
what you don't want is you don't want to lose Monday because if you lose Monday, you're right back at square one. You make a best of three series. And while I still like the Rockets' chances, even if they lose Monday, it definitely puts a lot more pressure on you. And I think the Rockets should just say, Russ, if you're ready, let's go. And I understand they're being cautious. And look, the Rockets could still win the series without Westbrook. I, I definitely think that's possible. But the Rockets should just... It's, I'm kind of contradicting myself because I said it last time. I was like, you know, the Rockets should look back. And whisper. Maybe this is just me, you know, not pro- fully processing the game. I mean, it just ended 30 minutes ago. The Rockets don't need Westbrook to win on Monday. They, but if Russ is ready, I don't see why not play him. I mean, I think if Russ plays tonight, I think the Rockets win, and you'd much rather be up 3-0 than 2-1. But that, that's just me saying Look, if I think Westbrook playing or Westbrook sitting is is not going to be the difference on Monday, and I don't necessarily think it was a difference tonight. It's not like the Rockets needed Westbrook to play. I think the Rockets would have been better off had Russ have Russ been playing. It would have definitely taken away Eric Gordon's poor minutes, minus twenty nine today, a team low. But look, I think Russ should play if he's ready. If if they don't think they should listen to the doctors, see where he's at, and they, that's what they've been doing so far. So that that's how I feel about Russ. Do I – I don't think that the series at this point should matter now because at this point you're – if you continue to do that, I understand it with a 2-0 lead because 2-0, like, the way I see it is this. The panic level for me, at least, at the beginning of the series it was 9 and I'm that way just because I'm nervous. Like, I just I just get nervous when it comes to these games. Every time the Rockets win, it goes two dials backwards. And every win goes two dials forward. So at this point, my panic button started the series at a 9, went to a 7 after game 1, went to a 5 after game 2. Now I'm back at a 7. If the Rockets lose Monday, we're back at a 9. And I don't want to get to a 9. I, don't, I didn't like how I felt before the series. I was saying that... You know, before the series, Rockets were losing in six, and that was a reaction of panic because I, so, and so I don't me, want to panic, again, I guess. Let me settle your panicness for 30 seconds, okay? First of all, the Rocket Russell Westbrook should not play game four. Russell Westbrook should sit out game four. There's no need to play him game four. The roster without him is good enough to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. Even at their best, which you've seen them at their best. This is their best. Okay? So they beat you again. I'm with you. I, I, I agree of your opinion that once the Rockets lose a game, they don't lose again. And I think the Rockets come out Monday. I think they beat the Thunder on Monday. My official prediction, I know it's you know 30 minutes into the show. I'll give you my official prediction. The Rockets do not lose on Monday. Because the Rockets wouldn't have lost tonight if Harden played the overtime. Yeah. The Rockets lost tonight specifically because of D'Antoni and because of Eric Gordon. Fix those two issues, you win on Monday, which I think they do. You're up 3-1. You'll play without Westbrook again. If the Rockets win Monday and go up 3-1, you will not see him in Game 5. If the Rockets lose Game 5, Westbrook's back Game 6, they win in 6. That's how I see the rest of this series going. So if they lose game four, he plays on Wednesday game five. Yes. If, okay. if, if the Rockets lose on Monday, 
and it's 2-2, you will see Russell Westbrook in game five. And I think with Westbrook, this team destroys the Thunder. The Thunder don't impress me. And I'm going to tell you this, Jeremy Brenner, national treasure as you are. Chris Paul lost all respect in my book for whatever it means to him and to anybody listening to this show for what he did at the end of the game tonight. Yeah. Russell, Russell Westbrook, for what he did to Ben McLemore, is completely inexcusable. And if you want to go to that spot with the fans, with the team, with whoever you want, then let's go to that spot. Because what he did was completely unacceptable tonight to Ben McLemore. And every, anybody who watched the game knows what he did. Yeah, I just we, – we talked about it earlier. It just didn't seem very – I want to go back to it because I want to – what is your personal opinion? Did he do it on – people are going to say he did it on accident. He didn't mean to do it. He did it on purpose in my book. But what's the reason for it, though? That's, that's my thing is, is define the motive. Just wanted to take a shot at the Rockets and take a shot at Ben McLemore? No, take a shot at the Rockets for trading him. It's a – it's a spot for him to say, look, my team is already winning. I'm going to go ahead and do this. You know what? Here's a big middle finger to Daryl Morey, James Harden, and the rest of the Rockets. Maybe. That was what he did. Maybe. I'm seeing where you're coming from. Um, he does it at a time where it's, it's virtually harmless. And there is obviously history there. And he did it to someone that he doesn't know personally, uh, I guess. With, with Macklemore. And, you know, he's he saved face with the media. Every time he asks it, he, he hasn't shown any malice. And I think mean, he wants to keep it that way. He doesn't want to come across as this, like, bitter person. But, I mean, if I were him, yeah, I'd be pretty bitter after being traded after, you know, two years. Um, wait, wait, wait. Why would, you be, why would you be bitter? You'd be bitter against the team that gave you your extension and the deal that you wanted and you coveted the $150 million deal? Yes, but also they, the Rocket, I mean, uh, and this is me just coming at it from a very Switzerland point of view. I love Switzerland. They have good cheese um, and good chocolate. But with, I mean, look, I would be butthurt. I'd be butthurt if I were Chris Paul. You had the most successful non-clutch city championship season in your franchise's history. A lot of it because of his addition to the team and, and what he did, not to discount anything Harden did that year or Ariza or Tucker or anybody. Um, but you, he brought the team to new heights when he came here and to just be discarded so quickly. So without, you know, Maury probably told him, we're not trading you. And then he did it. How would you feel if someone like, you know, told you one thing in your face and then to total opposite? And to be traded after just one year into that deal, it's just, it's, it's sucky. I wouldn't if I was Paul. Honestly, to me, I would see it as I'm a professional athlete and the team that employs me wants to trade me, I'd be okay with it. And that's the problem is the, the era that we're living in is with leaders like Chris Paul. I love Chris Paul. Do I wish he was still a part of this team? Yeah, I do. 
But if you ask me, would I rather have Chris Paul or, or Russell Westbrook? I'd rather have Russell Westbrook. So would I. And and so I, I ask you that. I want to I want to gear the the rest of the conversation for tonight's show to Game Five because I think that's what's most important. Is Game Four? Game Four. Game Four. My apologies. The Rockets have is it, I I don't think it's a a must win for the Rockets. Because I genuinely, the Rockets have something in their chamber that the Oklahoma City Thunder don't. They have Russell Westbrook. They can bring Russell Westbrook back. I don't think he plays game four. But what do you think, Jeremy Brenner, what do you think is not the, the two most important things like I asked you last show, what is the most important factor going into game four for the Rockets? Playing their style of basketball. Okay. Because tonight they folded towards the OKC side of the ball. Like, scored 104 points in, in four quarters. You need to score more if you're that. And you do that by making more threes. You do yep. that by getting easier buckets in transition. And to me, like, they just didn't take advantage of that enough. And even if you miss these shots, you, you get fouled. and. And you go to the free throw line, 23 free throws. Now, there's a lot of me that thinks, you know, because there were a lot of calls in the beginning of the game that OKC was getting that the Rockets might not have been getting. But I never try to look at the refs as a way to blame. If you're looking for the refs to win you a basketball game, you're not doing it right. You're, you're doing something wrong. If you are looking for the refs or blaming the refs for a game, there are some... And in the one instance in which I am okay with that is Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals. But that's from two years ago. But that's two years ago. I'm talking about right now. Yeah, the Rockets didn't lose this game because of the refs. They didn't. No. Even though the refs made some questionable calls, some calls that didn't favor Houston, the Rockets were still in this game. They, they still had a very good chance to win, despite playing their worst game of the series. They, they need to play their style of basketball again. and. You know, it'll be interesting. To see, I'm curious to see how rough Adams' contusion is because he left the game with the contusion. That's why he didn't play in overtime. Uh, I think it was a knee contusion. I can't remember if it was the left or the right, but that's why he didn't play overtime. If Adams is out, that changes OKC's strategy totally. And that might, in some ways, help them because what it allows them to do is play the three-guard lineup more often. And what you might see is you might see the the Thunder come out in game five, or excuse me, game four. Kip saying game five, you make me say game five. But expect them, because they went with a, a smaller lineup today, uh, a shorter lineup, excuse me. They had eight guys. They only played Baisley and Noel 13 minutes. So predominantly, they played six guys all game. Paul, SGA... Schroeder, Lou Dort, Gallo, Adams. If Adams is not playing, I'd expect Noel to get a lot of those minutes, but not every one of those Adams minutes. I expect him maybe play 25 minutes rather than 13. And then uh, the rest of the minutes are divided by the other the other six guys in the rotation. Maybe, uh, maybe Muscala gets more minutes and gives them more ability to play like the Rockets. But... You would think that if the Thunder 
have three guards that benefits Houston because then they don't have the rebounding difficulties. And look, but the Rockets me, have suffered with the dip, the rebounding difficulty with Adams. This yeah. comes down to D'Antoni, bro. Yeah. Straight to D'Antoni. Play your guys. Play your guys. Play your game. Robert Covington has to be a part of your rotation. He hasn't done anything unless he's pissed D'Antoni off in something that we haven't heard about. It needs to be your rotation. Harden. Uh, Harden. Uh, uh, Harden. Uh, House. Covington, uh, Tucker, Rivers, McLemore, that's six. Who am I forgetting about? Who's the other two? House Gordon. Yeah, I think I said House Gordon. You and I, everybody knows the eight. Play your eight. Play the same rotations, but you have to have Robert Covington out there. And McLemore. And Mac, look, Macklemore has to shoot the ball more. You have to get the ball into Macklemore's hands for shots. Tonight, he didn't do it for some unknown reason. And the I'm looking at a, a – Because I think, honestly, part of the reason why, Mike, is OKC, the way they, they defended gave – and I think part of that is the fact that they played Schroeder so much. They kind of invited the Rockets to come into the paint. And that, you know, that's a very scary uh, temptation because that's not what the Rockets do. And, and that explains why Eric Gordon got a lot of, you know, easy looks to the, to the bucket. House got some looks to the bucket. Uh, Harden got a lot of looks to the bucket tonight. So that's what they did. And that's the main adjustment that I think helped OKC tonight win this game is, is the fact that they went smaller. But that should not hurt the Rockets. But I think tonight it did. It, it should help the Rockets, in my opinion. If, they, if they're going to go small, the Rockets win on Monday. You would think so. Yeah, because here's the thing. And I'm, I, we'll get to it at the end of the show. I want to keep everybody listening. I want a minute and a half to pump up Red Nation at the end of the show of why, if the Rockets and the Thunder go small, why the Rockets destroy the Thunder on Monday. That's all I ask. I want a WWE promo. That's all I want. And to me, it comes down, honestly, to your three-point-making abilities. Tonight, you were 30% from three which you yeah. need to be at least, like, 33, 36. Because if you're 33, 36, you win the game. I agree. In in game two, uh, so they were, in game three, they were 30% from three. In game two, they were uh, 34. And in game one, obviously, that was the game where they just went off. Um, they were, I believe, 37? Let me, let me double check. Of course, my computer is wanting to click on other games rather than the, the game one that I'm looking for. But or Ron Burgundy? Ron Burgundy. Um, 30, 38.5. So, honestly, the Rockets just seem to make more threes, and they do that with Macklemore in the game, with Covington in the game. 
That's it. That's all they need to do. And That's all it comes down to. If they do that, they not only can they beat Oklahoma City, they can beat any team they want if their shots are if their shots are falling. You know what this series has proven to me, Mr. Jeremy Brenner? What has it proven to you? Small so, ball can work. It can work. It can. I, I, I wasn't sold on it before this series. And I saw it in the first couple games. The Rockets made it work. That they've neutralized one of the best centers in the game, which is Steven Adams. Steven Adams has been completely ineffective the first three games. You did not lose tonight because of anything Oklahoma City did. You lost tonight because you, as the Rockets, did not execute to the full extent of your abilities. And I'm telling you, it's coming on Monday. And Rockets Twitter should get so hyped up for this game on Monday because it's coming. I feel it. The the manhandling of the Thunder and the execution of this series comes on Monday in this game. Because I think the Rockets win huge on Monday. I hope so, Mike. I hope so. I'm telling you, it's coming on Monday. I hope so. I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship. So the minute and a half you asked for is your opportunity now, Mike. And I'll give you uh, – throw your Twitter handle down while you're at it. But give give your message to Red Nation. UH Big Red Hat Guys, where you can find me on Twitter. And I'm going to tell every single Rockets fan this. The Oklahoma City Thunder threw every single thing they had at the Rockets tonight. And congratulations to you. You won the game. Congratulations to you. You know what? In game number four on Monday afternoon, everybody should be tuned in to watch the butt-kicking the Rockets are going to give the Thunder. Because go look at what James Harden said post-game. Go look at what Coach D'Antoni said post-game. The Rockets are going to be ready on Monday. And they are going to bury this series and make it 3-1 Monday afternoon. And in the words of the immortal Rock on WWE, know your role and shut your mouth. The Rockets are going to show the Oklahoma City Thunder what their role is. They're going to make them shut their mouth Monday afternoon, 2.30. Watch the game. Get excited. Rockets go up 3-1 Monday afternoon. They beat the Oklahoma City Thunder in game number four of the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. They beat the Thunder by at least nine points. Mark it down. Call your bookies. Get excited. That's all I have to say. Well said. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Quick correction here, Mike. The game starts uh, 2.30 pregame, 3 o'clock is tip off for that day. And, but be sure to, uh, all the time, follow us on Twitter at DreamShakeSBN. Uh, give us a like on Facebook if you haven't done so already. And we don't miss a single Rockets game during this playoff run for Harden My Take. So be sure to uh, subscribe or download our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And for your home for Rockets Basketball and SB Nation, head to thedreamshake.com. Darren Uvin's recap of tonight's game is already up. So be sure to read that and our coverage throughout the series as we hope to dismantle the thunder in hopefully five let's let's hope for a gentleman sweep here 
but if it's not, we'll be around either way. So, again, thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in to this episode. And until next time, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.